I come here to get my favorite meal, uh-huh. my favorite drink. You know, I like my Indian right? food and my mango lassi. Yes. That's how I like to get Ooh, down with mine. I love it. Yes, yes delicious. Mm-hmm. And then down across the restaurant, I just hear a screaming baby. <laughs> it happens. Ruining my mood. <laughs> but. It happens. I believe the children are the future. True, true. <laughs> children are the future. I, 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 have a, I have a confession to make. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of black people have a confession to make. Okay. At least a lot of bl- brothers and sisters my age. All right. I'm bad with it. I didn't vote until Obama. shame or is it a problem or is it not a it in my opinion it's a problem it's a yeah. <laughs> I mean look I, until Obama came along I had never seen uh-huh. a candidate that I believed in at all okay okay now let's preface this with as bad as things were with Bush things were nowhere near what they are right now with Trump right. Mm-hmm. You know, but even with Bush and John Kerry, and I lied to people. People were like, did you vote? Because I didn't feel like hearing that. I was like, yeah, I voted for <laughs> Kerry. Uh, I guess I'm a Democrat. Wow. Yeah. What? I lied my ass off. It's, hey, it's oh, God. we're talking, what, 16 years ago now? I think I can come wow. clean and not get beat up too bad, you know? Uh, no, I'm going to still beat you up about that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I probably mm-hmm. deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I didn't vote till Obama. I'm I'm proud to say that the first person I voted for was a black man. And that's how it was gonna be. That's the way it had to be. That's the way it was. So my opinion is this. It's a couple of opinions why I think that it is a responsibility for citizens to vote. Because one is a woman and is a black person. Yes. Our people, I mean, struggled and fought and died for the right to vote. True. So like Part of me is just like, how dare you not when so many people <laughs> sacrifice their lives That's true. so that you'd have the right to. That's true. And the reason why they fought so hard for you to have the right to vote is because it's important. It's because it makes a difference. That's two. That's point two. Okay, yes. My, my third point is, if voting didn't matter, then people would not be trying so hard to keep people from the polls. The whole reason why there was this push yeah. to overturn the Voting Rights Act and why they're trying to like enact all these laws to like, you know, discourage people from voting and keeping people from the polls because the people in power know that the voters have the power. True. And so I'm like with those three things in mind, how could you just not vote? <laughs> how could you not vote? Well, you know, I think what happens a lot of times with people such as me. Now, look, I live in an area that's very politically savvy. People follow politics. Mm-hmm. I follow politics right. for a long time. It wasn't like I just didn't watch. I watched all the time. But John Kerry, John, John Kerry was the first person I felt bad about not voting for. I was like, oh, I probably should have. Oh, after it was all said yeah. and done, you were like, if we could go back to yesterday, <laughs> yeah. I might vote. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand why uh-huh. I'm supposed to vote. But when it came to like Hillary Clinton and them, like I knew about the super predators comment a long time ago because I was like uh-huh. late teens when that stuff was coming out. And I was like, oh, yeah. What the- what does that mean? And then 
I was at an age where like things were happening to me that happened to a lot of young black men when I was, you know, getting pulled over by cops for no reason, having guns up to my head and everything. And I did not ever see a politician that I really believed was like had my best interests at heart. And so I was just like, man, they're all the same. Like, it's, it's, it, they're all full of it, you know. And um, I would hear them. I was not buying it, you know. And the reason why I'm thinking about this is because now that Joe Biden's talking about jumping in the race, they're bringing up the comments when he was talking about getting rid of the super predators. So yeah. you got a lot of these people now. Now they're pretty much fossils, you know. Mm -hmm. But there was a time period where they were the main people, you know, mm -hmm. who were representing the liberal parties. And I was just right. like, I don't buy it. it was, I'm serious. It wasn't until 2008 when Obama came along, grandma was sick, and I was just like, I asked her what she thought about it. It was her who made me vote. I asked her who she uh -huh. I said, I'm going to vote for whoever you tell me to vote for. I said, should I vote uh -huh. for the woman or for the brother? And she just pointed at the color. And I said, say no more. <laughs> I got it. That's, that's, right, that's, what, that's what influenced my vote. She said, I want to see it. And then she said, right. I, I would love to see a woman president, but it's time for yeah. one of us to represent. And that was okay. it. I stayed with yeah. it ever since. But, yes, before that, no, I did not. <laughs> no interest. I mean, I, I totally understand, like, feeling like, you know, there's not a candidate that 100% represents you. But I feel like the power comes in us being strategic. And we have to, like, force our interests and our issues onto a candidate by saying that we will back them up. And without doing that, I mean, there, politics is a game. You know, and so it's just like, they're like, okay, who do I have? To, I mean, I won't say completely. They just want to satisfy a certain sect of the constituents. Uh -huh. But I think that people do come in and they have an idea or they're passionate about something. But along the way, they realize, you know, I have to satisfy a base of people in order to, to get ahead, to get votes, to get an office, to make progress. And so if you are not part of that base then, yeah, your issues get put on the back burner because they know you're not voting anyway. I, so we have to be strategic. If we as a community were like, this is what we want, if we can get some candidates to stand behind uh, this platform and we'll support you, if we were consistent about that and we showed up in large numbers, our issues would be much higher priority than they are. Well, that's the part, People I, I, win. That's the part I struggle with. I, 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 don't, I don't know if... I, I, look, I truly think, and I hate to say this, but... I think if the Trayvon Martin situation happened underneath a white president, I don't think it would have made mm -hmm. half as much noise. Mm. I, I still feel that mm. way. I feel like they would have left it as a state issue. Obama said something about it. And he got flagged mm -hmm. for saying something about it. Yeah. You know Anytime I mean? he, he made a comment about race, even the most gentle most gentle comment, then yeah, he got flagged. Yeah. For it. I mean, the brother yeah. got flagged for wearing a tan suit. I mean, come on. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was, yeah. So, but I'm just saying, I think knowing that we had one of us represent. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, I vote. You know what I mean? I vote all the time. Yeah. I vote in every election, even on the state ones, even mm -hmm. when I don't feel like going out there. You got on me last time about going. You said you better get out there. And right. I was like, all right. Right. Because right. you. And I'm a horrible, <laughs> yeah. and I'm a horrible liar. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> half the reasons I get dumped is because I'm lying about dumb stuff. And they're just like, man, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just don't want to do this shit. I don't know how to say it. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so <laughs> with that being said, nowadays I vote, and plus I've seen <clears throat> the consequences of not voting. You know, like right. I've tried to convince people, like before this uh, grand wizard that or we have as a president Agent right now came into office. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm convinced. I was look. I mm -hmm. was convinced that Mike Huckabee was a grand wizard. I'm, I'm convinced a couple of grand wizards in a, mm. in a Republican party. Yeah, 
I don't yeah, buy yeah. it, you know? I agree. So, I mean, now that we got one up high, I'm like, okay, like, you guys got to vote. Like, this is not a test. It's not a joke. But I do think there are still a lot of brothers and sisters out there who are just like, man, there's like nobody out there to represent me. This is the reason why I was so mad at Cornell West. I know I said it before on the show, but I still am. I was like, yo, uh-huh. man, like, you know, right. the, the fake Frederick Douglass came out there and didn't represent. Like, he was supposed to. I, I wasn't really feeling that. Right. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I do think a lot of people still to this day, especially with the representation that's out there right now, And I think some people just say that as an excuse, but I I do think a lot of people are like, what is the point? And I don't agree, but I do understand where they're coming from because I was at that point, at a younger age, of course, but I was Mm -hmm. at that point at a certain time, too. Right. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And I mean, you can go round and round about this, but I'm like, let's do an experiment and let's all get engaged and see how it turns out, you know? Like, if you're not engaged, you can't even argue about the system not working. I swear, some black people these days, I bet you they wouldn't have voted for Abraham Lincoln because, like, his policies weren't 100% aligned with, like, what they wanted. Um, Yeah. I just feel like, you know, a candidate is not going to be perfect, but you have got to be engaged or else, like, your interests are, like, really going to be on the back burner. I think we both agree with that. You do have to be engaged. And one of the good things about this election cycle and the people we got in, we got a lot of young people who are now in Congress, who are engaged. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you were looking for your right candidate, like I think some of them are out there representing right now. You know what I mean? So it's, um, you know, I'm going to change man a little bit. You know what I mean? I I still hold my feet (laughs) to the fire, but I do vote. Yeah. Because I feel like you have, I think right now you have a lot of extremists on the other side running for office. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to change things. And they're doing it. Right. So they are nowadays. Yeah. You got to vote. So, do you think that voting should be um, a privilege? Should it be a right, um, or should it be a responsibility? It's, no, I, I think like the fact that convicted felons don't have voting rights. I think I don't understand why that is. I don't agree with that. I think everybody should have the right to vote. I don't care if you're in prison. I think you should have the right to vote. I think when you get out of prison, you should have the right to vote. I think, I think while you're in prison, you should have the right to vote. Well, why can't they vote? Because some of them are murderers. <laughs> I don't think a murderer should have the right to vote. I mean, but not. Uh, let's look at the pop, the number of people in prison. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but I mean, there's murderers walking around on the street who can vote. I mean, the thing is, until they get caught, and if they get caught, if they get, there's caught. plenty of unsolved crimes out here. So you believe people that every killed. prisoner should have the right to vote? I believe that every citizen of the United States should have the right to vote in every election. I think if you're in prison, you should not have the right to vote. Once you have served your time, you've, you've done the crime, you served your time, and you're back on the streets, I think you should be allowed to vote. I mean, But why should a prisoner lose their voting rights? Because you are paying your debt to society for crimes that you've done. Once you've paid your debt, though, I think, hey, you paid your debt, you're back out, you should be able to vote. But I don't know why voting is tied to paying debt. The debt you're paying is by being in prison. And yeah. even then, and as a prisoner, well, we can talk about yeah, prison. I know. Yeah. Now I know. We can talk about we prison later. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people, <laughs> one, in prison who didn't commit crimes or people who have committed petty crimes mm-hmm. who are serving extraordinary sentences. And so for those reasons also, I'm like, why are we stripping people's rights away to vote when you're, you know, you've been selling 
weed or cocaine or something well, on the again, street and you have a 37 year sentence. Again, I, for, for people so, who have done yeah. that, I don't think they should even be in prison either. So that's a whole, right. you know what I mean? I think the original mm-hmm. voter suppression was lock Negroes up and keep them on the field, you know? Right. So I definitely feel that way. But I think for violent crimes, and things of that nature, like yeah, I don't know if I, I can't I can't justify you voting until you until you paid your debt. Okay, I think everybody should have the right to vote. We'll agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree. And uh, by the way, I want my man Galassi because this kid is driving me crazy. Get up. feel the way I do about like people in prison and people you know not having their rights while they're in prison is because I feel like in this country we have criminalized poverty it's become like an easy target to just like criminalize um now what what do you mean by criminalizing poverty I feel like the minor infractions that people make because they are poor and they don't have any other options have become crimes or, you know, we lock people up for years for like trivial things. And I, you know, I, there was um, a woman a couple years ago and I think the case worked itself out, but she was homeless. And then she had sent her son to like school in a district, like that was outside of the district where she was staying. She was like staying with someone. So she wasn't even like a resident, a permanent resident anywhere. Sent her son to like the, the school in the district, like one over and um, was eventually arrested for She was arrested for a couple other things. But, like, one of the things was they were accusing her of stealing, like, $15,000 from their school district because he went to a school outside of the district of where they were staying. And, um, you know... That's insane. It is insane. I'm just like, this woman is poor. She has no permanent residence. She found a school in a, a close-by area that she thought was good for her son, and she sent them there. Even if you decided to tell her... He, he can't come here anymore. Like, you you don't live here. He can't come here. Yeah. But to, like, press criminal charges against somebody for that is ridiculous. Or, like, uh, recently there was a woman who um, left her kids in the car while she had a job interview. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You can't leave your kids in the car for any reason. I mean, they were young, like, you know, under three or something like that. But when people are desperate right. and they have no options, you're homeless, you have no child care... Like, to me, the response is not, like, lock them up. The response is, what can we do to help this family? <laughs> but we've just criminalized yeah. poverty. So when people are in desperate situations and do things, our response is lock them up. You know, hit them with huge fines that they can never pay for. Like, Yeah. yeah. We, have, we live in a system that is, like, as they always chant, lock her up, lock her right. up. Like, everything you do is... Oh, I didn't like that. That was slightly against the law. Lock them up. Right. Lock them up. Except. But I think it's except. Yes. And that's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. I don't know if it's necessarily criminal, criminalizing poverty or if it's criminalizing minorities in poverty. It, it is a combination of both because rich people get away with crime. Rich people get away with a lot of crime. Yeah. And I think that even if we're looking at poverty crimes, I think that the sentence is not always as harsh 
when it's people of a different nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? So I, I think that uh, decriminalizing poverty is still part of that good old system of what is the easiest way to lock them up and keep them at a certain level mm-hmm. in society, right. you know? Um, but, yeah, why aren't rich people treated the same way? I mean, we've just seen Paul Manafort. Yeah. Who was facing 23 years yeah. or 25 years, get four years. Four years, yeah. And, again, it was one of those things where the judge was almost apologetic. Yeah. That he had to do that right. to him. You know, and it just it lets you know that, I don't know, I mean, should these greedy bastards be criminalized too? Absolutely, I think they should. I think that... As a society, and I mean, this would be a major shift in how we approach things and people in society. But I think people are starting to see now that it's, it's very much unfair and unequal in how justice is doled out. But um, when I think these white collar crimes happen and I mean, you've uh-huh. like destroyed businesses and communities and environments. I mean, let's look at like the Flint water crisis. Like who's responsible yeah. for this? Somebody's responsible. Somebody's greed caused that to happen. And now hundreds of thousands of people are contaminated with lead. Countless number of kids are going to have like lifelong effects of like lead poisoning. Look at these pipelines that are running through these like Native American um, communities and stuff that they have been fighting True. for years and years. Like we do not want these pipelines to our communities going to contaminate our land and our water. Greed is what's causing people to just plow forward. And when things go wrong, nobody pays. But the rich make the laws at the end of the That's day. That's why the, the poor the middle class need to vote. <laughs> My black ass <laughs> voted. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was young Jay. This is old Jay. I vote now. I think we need to get more youth into voting because if you don't, the rich keep making the laws. The rich are the older. The middle class votes, but the poor get no say in the matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Till this day. Mm-hmm. The poor get really no say. Right. You got to look at the middle class to do it. You know? Mm-hmm. It was the middle class even in, you know, when the civil rights movement. Right. It didn't make a stamp until the middle class was like, wait a minute, this shit is weird. This shit is wrong. Uh-huh. You know? <clears throat> but when the poor was fighting for it, they didn't want to hear it. They was just beating you with billy clubs and... <laughs> No good, nasty-ass dogs right. that they love so goddamn much and let them lick in their mouth and stuff, you know? Did I say that out loud? Oh, my bad. Dogs. The thing about dogs, man. I want to make a movie called The Thing About Dogs and how those nasty, sick, hairy bastards walk around this earth shitting all over oh, the place and people walk behind and picking it up with their bare I'm hands, not, talk, oh, acting God. like they better than somebody. I'm sorry. We were talking about... <laughs> We're talking about poverty and criminalization of poverty. Yes. 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 Criminaliza- criminalization of poverty. I think it needs to end. Well, I think it needs to be curbed. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't look. You shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a crime to be poor. Right. And I think we need to. It shouldn't be. Not every crime. Uh, the punishment doesn't need to be for every crime lock the person right. up or exorbitant fees and fines that they'll never be able to pay because they're already poor <laughs> right which locks them into the right. system so that they'll they're pretty much always committing the crime because exactly. they can't pay it back exactly so it's, it's a it's a it's the corporate loophole they got you it's in. the you slippery slope it's just like yes if you are poor and you make one misstep then it is so hard to climb your way out Yes, it's, it's next to impossible when it's made that right. way. And then that and that does, like, once a person is caught up in the system, 
it is hard for a person to get out of the system. Yes. And, and especially once they put you in a system, you're not provided opportunity to get out of the right. system. You know, you can't find jobs. You, I mean, like, you got to, you know, prison is supposed to be a place of reform. Right, rehabilitation, yeah. It's not, you know yep. what I mean? Like, it's not supposed to be a place of just, like, you're there forever. You're supposed to reform, get better, come out, try again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think we've developed a, a, an ideal in this society where it's prison is lock the person up and, you know, they're evil now. Yeah, and for the rest of their lives, we're going to continue to punish them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just recently saw an article, and I can't remember the state. I have to look up what state it was in. But they were looking at raising the minimum wage. And then they made some exceptions. And the exceptions were for, like, you know, small companies with less than 20 people or, you know, companies that employ people who have, um, like, mental handicap and stuff like that. But one of the exceptions was, like, people who were, like, ex-felons. And I'm just like, why is it that someone who has, like, committed a crime and then paid their dues, done their time, then right. come out... But now you can pay them $5 an hour. It's like, I don't understand. Like, how are they an exception to fair payment? <laughs> it's another example of keeping them in the loop. Yeah. You, got, you can't get out, you know? You can't make any money. And so you'll see a lot of people that do end up going back because you can't You're make screwed. any money out. Right. Especially in inner city communities. Yeah. Especially. Right. You know? So, so I feel like an, yeah. a, we need to be just as hard on people who are exceedingly greedy to the point where they cause like major catastrophes, like I said, in communities and businesses and the environment, we need to hold them to that same standard. Like there's, yeah. there's crime and there's punishment and they need to like, we need to see their mug shots that are all like, you know, faded with the dark color to make them look more mean and sinister. Like they yeah. do inner city folks. I mean, like <laughs> with the evil music. Playing exactly. In the back. <laughs> I'm like, let's keep the criminalization equal. Yeah. Well, what's that lady's name? Alexandria Cortez or AOC. AOC. Yeah. AOC is on it. She, I feel like she, if is there any politician right now that's on taking those bastards out and they hate oh, her. Oh, they hate her. They can't right. stand exactly. her. Exactly. And I love her. Uh, yeah, I'm I like, she's not perfect. And that's another one. This is like, she makes one misstep and people are ready to throw her out. But I'm like, she's doing so much good. And if she, if she was a young white male Tea Party candidate, oh, yeah. they would be praising her as like, you know, this is our, this is our, our JFK. Well, you know, let, let's let's keep it real. It's not because she made one misstep. It's because she's Spanish and made one misstep. And she's a woman. She's and a woman. She's a woman. And it, yeah. yeah, there's a she attached it's she. to that. Exactly. Now, on the flip side, mm -hmm. I ain't feeling Elizabeth Warren. I know I said that before, but I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make you spit your drink out, but I am not feeling Elizabeth Warren. Oh, I know she is a female, but that chick lying about being Native American, yeah. that just, that just rubs yeah. me the wrong way. And it reminds me uh, of the the entitled. Uh-huh. Just the entitled. Right. And I'm going to just stop right there. It reminds me of the entitled people. I can't stand it. I she, I think her and Donald Trump should have got married oh, in another oh life. I know she would probably shoot me dead if, if, if uh, she ever heard me say that. But if she ever comes on this show, she's got a lot of explaining to do. And I want to talk about that. We're not going to skip by it. Let's I want to talk, talk about, about it. that. But you, Elizabeth, you are welcome at the table. Um have Always. a mango lassie with us. They're delicious. Have a mango lassie. They're the other Indian. Tell me about your. Tell me about your, the other Indian. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your. Tell me about your heritage. Tell me about your struggle. <laughs> First person to bash Obama. I'm sorry. You got it. Right? <laughs>
I promise I will vote every election from here on out. Yes, I won't. I'm gonna hold you to it. Please do. I, I, I promise I'll vote from here on out. And um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of people. The people that who are in power right now, want, mm-hmm. they want to lock you up right now for Anything. for being poor, for yeah. not being on the elite status. Not being right. the right color skin, they want to lock or you up. Or challenging them. Or challenging they were for them. challenging their authority. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, the dude wants mm-hmm. to uh, he wants to criminalize comedy. He doesn't like the fact that Saturday Night Live makes fun of him. I mean, like this, yeah. this is a nut I'm job. I'm like that's Middle East, that's Middle Eastern politics. We're not going there. Yeah, well, right. he wants to. So <laughs> yeah. you know, be on your p's and q's with these people is what right. I would say. And absolutely. I gotta say, I've turned the corner. I'm a changed <laughs> man. I have sinned. I have seen the light of God. Right. <laughs> I, and it is behind that curtain. Behind the curtain. In the voting booth. I, I vote. I go up there proudly every damn two every years. Time. Every two years when you got to get too. up there, I go out there and I vote. City council, so, I don't care. I'm voting. I don't care what it is. I vote every time. So I just, you know, and I feel like if you don't vote, you should um, walk around with a scarlet letter, letter on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It should be shameful. It should be a shame. Or you should pay a fine. It's been, it'd be like so? insurance now. You and I, you know, I'm always hesitant, obviously, to criminalize things. Right. But I'm like, if you don't vote, you should have to pay a fine. How about that? Everybody should be automatically registered to vote like they're doing now in Oregon. And if it shows up that you didn't vote, then uh you get sent the fine. Pay up. That, that, you didn't that, do your civic that's duty. That's a slippery slope. That's a slippery it slope. It can be a small me. fine. Because it's, if you don't pay that fine. You know they're gonna mm-hmm. lock up your behind, and then all in a matter up. of time, you know it's gonna come right back around. And like, man, all I did was not vote. All I did was not. Now do I'm something. going to jail. Yeah. No, they just take it out your tax return. Like you think you're getting a thousand dollars back, and you end up with nine hundred. You'd be like, "Where's my other hundred dollars?" Be like, yeah. "It came out. That's how. That's how it should be." It's like you don't have to vote, but it's gonna come out of your tax return. That's yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. I think. <laughs> It's like it should never be attached to anything criminal. Right. It should just be a, a monetary thing. It and it's like it comes out of your taxes. Yeah. If you don't vote, it comes out your taxes. I, I think I think I think we can make that <laughs> I think that's a good policy. <laughs> My proposal. <laughs> it's coming out your taxes. You know people don't like their taxes. You know, people don't mess with my taxes. Like, I want that whole tax. Don't mess return, with taxes so. and Medicaid. Those are two things. Right. Exactly. So you have every black you person go. voting with that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my taxes, right. Gotta get right. my vote right. You know, I don't want to mess with my taxes. I don't want to tax my taxes. Right. So uh, yeah. you know, well, yeah, I guess that can be one. I guess that can be one. That's my proposal. All right. Well, I think um I think we're still solving the world's problems. One show at a time. One show at a time, and we got more to talk about next week. So make sure y'all come back hungry. Yeah, come back hungry, come back, get your grub on, and uh we'll be here. We gotta talk about let, let's give them a quick preview. Yeah, what are we talking about next? What's in the news, y'all? Well, we got we we tackled R. Kelly, we tackled Jussie Smollett. Now uh-huh. we gotta we gotta go at the king, man. And if oh, you, and if you shoot at the king, you better aim straight. <laughs> I'm not sure they aim straight. Yeah, we'll see about that. I've, I've got opinions. Yeah, we and they change from day to day, but I have opinions. But yeah. yeah, and then we're gonna do a segment called My Buddy, My Buddy. <laughs> Wherever I go, he's gonna go. 
Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, but on that note, we've got a little kid mocking us at the next table. Yes, little Nathaniel, so, uh... little Frederick Douglass over here. Where's your wig, boy? Stop! Stop! <laughs> Stop! On that note. <laughs> on that note. We'll catch y'all later. But I'm nobody's slave.